All right, everyone, what's up? This is Vadim again with Nandi's Got Babble. What's up? It's been a minute. Man, I got some stuff to tell y'all. I've been through it. I have been through it. My life has changed completely. I've been through some crazy stuff since my last episode. Man, I've been... I don't want to ruin it, so I'm going to kind of tease it a bit for, you know, the... The 10 listeners out there, my wife included, maybe my brother too, my mom. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tease you guys with the stuff you already know. Sorry guys, I'm in the car and uh, you might hear rain droplets and uh, excuse me for that, but uh, you know what? I ain't a professional, so uh, you're just going to have to deal with it because, uh, you know, I never promised any any such professionalism, I said I'd try to get better, and we'll see, in due process, for due time, (laughs) anywho, um, I've really been wanting to make podcasts, man, this is something I've been wanting to do for a minute, I'm a talker, I love to talk, Um, lately here though, I've not been talking, I've been trying to, you know, keep it cool, keep it humble, keep it quiet, and uh, just listen, you know, kind of just observe, keep in touch with what's going on. You know, when you're smoking pot, it's a little hard to to be very observant. I know all you potheads out there, just like I was, just like, I mean, I guess I am. I mean, I've only been clean for about two months. But uh, I know you think that pot makes you more intuitive and perceptive and you notice things you normally didn't notice. Well, the thing is, is there's some truth to that because you see things in, you know, a high detail in a sense when you focus in on one specific thing. Like if I'm sitting here looking at the Toyota symbol on my uh, steering wheel, if I was high, I might zone into it and notice things about the Toyota symbol that I normally wouldn't notice. Um, but with that, I wouldn't notice anything around me as much as I am noticing it right now. You, uh, you kind of have a one-track mind if you get what I'm saying. And trust me, I know what I'm saying because I was a pothead of potheads. I started when I was about 7th grade. So I don't know how old you'd be in 7th grade. I don't know, 13, 14, 15. Um, and I smoked, you know, that good Cali Kush for a long time. And uh, once I moved here to Kentucky, I switched to dabs. And I was pounding those hardcore until, you know, it all kind of eventually starts droning um, and then you become a drone. What? But anyways, what I really wanted to talk about today, honestly, was kind of something simple and silly and goofy and funny and no, it's not really all that. It's just something that's been kind of bugging me. Um, and I'm really just venting. It's really going to be just me venting into my phone. Um, that's all it is really just time for me to be able to just do me because, uh, I've been doing so much other stuff lately, you know, with work and meetings and other stuff that I've got going on. I haven't really been having time to, uh, to do me, to do what I love, to do what I feel like, um, is something that's a part of me. You know, I've, I've loved, I've always loved to babble, you know, as a kid, you, but well, my, my parents said that when I was a kid, I did that all the time. I was, one of, you know, the, the babbler of babblers. So that's why this is called 90s Guy Babble. Because when I was in the 90s, I was born in the 90s and I babbled a lot. And I'm still babbling to this day. And I'm babbling right now, as you can tell, getting around to my point. Which was, I did not forget it, 
my point was. Oh yeah. So my point was, uh, I work at a grocery store. Um, doesn't matter what grocery store, they're all pretty much the same if you get down to it. Um, except for Walmart. Walmart's evil. Yeah, people that are working there are just like The Walking Dead. Um, but I work at a grocery store. It's a pretty cool grocery store. Um, and I've just been so I've I've switched over from working night shift from being one of The Walking Dead to working day shift and actually being a human for for once. Um. Man, I feel amazing. If you work night shift and you're like, I don't understand what's going on. I just feel like crap all the time. I can't get enough sleep. I'm never happy. I'm depressed. I drink a lot. It's probably because you need to switch to day shift. Uh, get out of it. Do what you can. Get the heck out of it. I lied to myself. I manipulated myself. I tricked myself to stay in that boiling cauldron of a hell that they call night shift. And um, it... It boiled me from the inside out, man. I I did crazy stuff, crazy stuff, and uh, the depression was just severe, man. I felt like I didn't have anything going for me. I couldn't see the future. Um, I was trying to take it a day at a time, but I knew that I was just kind of stuck in some kind of mental prison that I couldn't get out of. Um, just get out of night shift, man. It takes a certain kind of person to be in night shift. And even then, I don't know. I don't know if I'm being honest or not, because most of the guys that I see at night shift, they're just as miserable. So I don't know if we're, even, you know, meant to be whatever, you know, you think that means, but I don't know if we're supposed to be working night shift, man. Um, I mean, I stock stuff in the day now and it works out just fine. I got to finesse and, you know, skitter around people all the time. Um, which is super annoying, and that brings me to my point. Wow, I babbled myself into a perfect 360. So, um, one of the issues I've been having lately, man, is people at the grocery store uh, are insane. I don't understand what it is about going to the grocery store that makes you insane. Um, maybe it's insane people go to the grocery store. I <laughs> I don't know. I go into the grocery store, I get in, get what I need to get, and I get out. Um, and it seems to me like that's what most of these people are doing. Maybe it's they're in such a hurry to get out that they're doing what I'm about to tell you they're doing. Um, I, I don't know, man. I mean, they're not moving quickly, that's for sure. So they're not in that big of a hurry. Um, my prime example of what's going on that's just eating at me and I just cannot figure it out to save my life. And I hate to say this. I'm not trying to be sexist. I just haven't noticed men doing this as often as women. This might not be true at all. But this is just something I've noticed. And I've noticed it because what? Because I it, it happens right in front of my face. It's not like I'm being biased. If it was men doing it, I'd say these a-hole men are constantly, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it's women. And one of the most weirdest things that they do is I'll have a palate in a certain section of the aisle. Like I try to keep my pallets, if I'm going to take a pallet out, uh, I'll try to keep it at the very end of an aisle. So people see that, okay, the very big, like if they're coming from the other, from the end that I'm at, they'll see that, okay, it's blocked off. So they'll try to go all the way around. Or if you're all the way into my aisle and you're coming up to me, the, the theory of what I'm trying to do here is, you know, oh, hey, the aisle's kind of blocked off this way. So I'll go back around. That's what you would assume people would do, but instead, um, 
they're like bulldozers, man. And very, very shitty ones. They're just not even good bulldozers. They they want to plow right through. Their wheels on the carts get stuck. They're banging into your pallet. They're jerking the, the cart up. I mean, I let them do it. I don't even help. I just kind of, I act like I don't see them. Because uh, if you're stupid enough to try to get into an area that's way too tight, I mean, look at this. If you got a car, right, and you love your car, uh, you know, I'm almost answering my questions as they talk. If you have a car and you love your car and there's a tight spot, for the most part, most people, even dumb people, are not going to try try to squeeze through a tight spot because they're going to be like, well, I'm going to damage my car. I might damage other people's cars. I might damage, you know, whatever. I'm going to cause damage to my property. And I guess because a shopping cart isn't really their property, the aisle isn't really their property, the, the the little metal shelving isn't their property, the pallet isn't their property. So I guess it makes sense that they don't give a crap. Um, but don't you feel weird or embarrassed that you're trying to plow through? Um, and we all know, I mean, I know, you know, we all know what's going on. Um, you know I'm ignoring you, uh, but it's this it's this attitude of hey I'm the customer, stop what you're doing, and get this whole pallet and move it out of the aisle so I can go through this way. I understand in one from one perspective that seems like it makes sense because yeah if you're the customer you know you should be able to have the right of way and this and I, and I give them the right of way if I'm walking I stop I let them go past. Um, if I feel like I can quickly make it through, I'll, you know, whoo, finesse it through and kind of swoop them and I'll make it through and, and I, I kind of cut them off, but I don't do it in a, in a way where it's like right in front of their face. You know, if I'm walking fast and someone's walking slow, I feel like I can make it. I do it. Um, but for the most part, I give them the right of way. Now, if I have a big pallet and it's got stuff on it and I got to move that pallet for every uh, sluzy Susie and Joe Blow that's trying to make it through that aisle. I'm not going to get anything done. And then those aisles that you get pissed off that we're not able to keep stocked, those aisles that you get upset when I don't have the paper towels out on the time and the moments you want them to. Lady, look, you're coming at 5 o'clock p.m. The paper towels are gone. You can't be getting mad at us that the paper towels are gone. You're coming at 5 o'clock p.m., the early birds come at six, seven o'clock. They come right when it opens. So what I mean, What do you think? We have an endless supply of stuff. We get a trailer, one truck trailer, and that stuff doesn't even get stocked till night. So if it's five o'clock and stuff's been pulled off of the shelves, you're not getting that stuff till the next day, early in the morning. And like I said, there's a lot of people that shop in the morning. You wouldn't realize that, but if you were there in the morning, you'd realize, oh, there's people that get in, grab what they need, which is normally stuff that you need, and then they get out. Um, man, I, gosh, see, this, that's the problem of being a babbler is, is you battle yourself into a wall, and then you forget what your whole point was, and you don't know what you were talking about. But anyways, I think what I was talking about was the fact that people want to plow through. Um, oh, and then it's okay. So... If I start moving these pallets around for every single person that wants to get through, I'm not going to get stuff done on the time that it needs to get done. I'm not going to be able to work as quickly as I can work. I'm not going to have other product that you might want minutes later out 
because you're not giving me a chance to do my job because you're more important. You need to make it through that aisle. When in fact, what doesn't make sense to me is the easy solution to this problem is not get your cart in a jam and start shaking like you're going through an exorcism trying to get it out. Go around the way you came in. The way you entered the aisle, just to do a little, you know, little Yui and just walk on out of the aisle and just go into the next aisle. That's how easy it is. And, and you know what's funny is when you're doing that, you might even notice something that you didn't notice the first time around because you're so busy trying to manage and think about if you're going to make it through this tight crack that you obviously couldn't make it through. I, I for one, I, I don't do that. I would never do that. I've never tried to do that. I've gotten stuff stuck between stuff where it's like a wall and a beam. <laughs> and I'm like, maybe I can make it through here. <laughs> Oh, okay, that's not going to work. But if there's another human being there working on something and you're trying to do that, I mean, that's just outright rude. I mean, you're just pretty much saying, hey, look, F you. I don't care about you at all. I don't care about anything. And then at the same time, I'm this hot stuff person that doesn't care about anything, but I end up looking like a complete moron. I end up looking like a goofball because I'm getting stuck and I've had to come up and, and, and even try to help someone pick the card up and get it over because they they just, they just I don't know, man. I don't even know what to say. I don't know what it is. I don't know what in your brain causes you to say, it's okay, just get stuck, um, just plow on through. And I think what it is is they're too, and they think, it, actually, you know what it is? I think that in their mind... It's too embarrassing to turn around and to say, I'm not going to make this or I'm going to have to turn around. I think it's demeaning or it makes them feel less than for them to have to turn around, go the other way. In some way, I think that for a customer to have to turn around and not go the way they were going because of an employee is like, how can this be? I'm so used to being served with people on their hands and knees with people bowing to me, I'm so used to just getting everything the way I want it, exactly when I want it. My burgers better not have cheese. If it has pickles, I will destroy you. I'm so used to being the god of this universe that I live in, this little bubble, this speck that you can't even see from space. I'm so used to having things my way that for me to have to turn around and walk the other way is is blasphemy. It's blasphemy against the God of self. I am God in this little world that I have created in my own mind. I am the Alpha and the Omega. And if I have to turn my card around and go the other way because you have inconvenienced me, well, how dare you inconvenience God in the flesh? How could you, you pathetic employee, you pathetic service worker, you pathetic person who's putting himself in harm's way, if you believe in the whole coronavirus thing, putting himself in harm's way. How could you? How could you be in my way when I need to do what I need to do? You have to move your pallet out of my way. Make sure I don't get stuck. 
and make sure the road and the way and everything is clear and perfect for me. Because if you don't, I'm going to walk up to customer service and I'm going to complain. Hey, that dude over there, he's, he's blocking the aisles. I can't get through, man. How dare I do such things, trying to stock the shelves and make sure that we have plenty of food and product up so that when we big, fat, juicy Americans come in and want to eat our food and get our drink and have a joyous time and fill our closets with food that's probably going to go bad and rats and and mice and all kinds of pests are going to get into it. When we need to get in and get our stuff and hoard our stuff, everyone must bow. Everyone must bow to the God of stomach, to the God of self. Yeah, I got it. I got it. I babbled myself into an answer, an answer that I like. And the answer is, why do people end up looking like fools by plowing through an aisle, not caring about what they're going to smash into, what they're going to jam into, how they're going to get stuck and then start vibrating themselves out of that situation, not caring that they're going to do that. It's all because of self. It's all because of me, ego. Let go my ego. Let go my ego. My ego, and I want now. So let go. It's self. It's self. Self. We live for self. We live for selfishness. We live for me, 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 me. Everything's about me. A mom walking with her daughter. Her daughter's 17, 18. You know, looks pretty, has makeup on. She wants to look good. What's the mom got to do? She's got to slap on a pair of them short shorts, too. Because I want them boys to notice me, too. They can't be noticing my daughter only. I want them to notice me, too. So, what's the moral of the story? Well, the moral of the story is what we've already all known. And it's what we're seeing across the globe, especially here in America, is that we are very selfish. We love self, and we don't care what you think about it. And you better do what we want you to do to please ourselves, or we're going to complain. We're going to bitch and moan. We're going to groan. We're going to tell other people. We're going to gripe, and and we're going to ruin our own day, and then we're going to ruin your day. And then we're going to ruin the innocent bystander's day, the lady who's at customer service. We're going to ruin her day because we're going to sit there and fill her ears with complete vomit. <laughs> How could they do this to me? Man, look, this lady comes up to... Now, I say this uh, because it is it is what it is. So this lady comes up to a guy who's mentally ill. Uh, he's a co-worker of mine, and he's mentally ill. He's a very nice guy. He's a little slow. And she, I could see she she's talking to him about something... And who's to say she's not mentally ill, man? I mean, some of these people, the way they act, you would think that they're mentally ill also. Um, but she comes up to him, and she starts to bug him about something. I could tell the guy looks spooked. He's like, what, 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 what do I do? What am I? What, uh? So he, you know, every time I see him in that situation, I, I got to help him. I want to help him. I'm like, man, I got to help this guy out. He doesn't know what he's doing. And uh, if he does know what he's doing, it's going to take him a while to do it. So I might as well just run up and figure out what the situation is and handle it. 
So I come up and I say, what's going on? And uh, he goes, uh, this lady wants to know if we have paper towels. Um, well, A, that tells me that there's no paper towels on the shelf. B, that tells me there's probably paper towels on the truck. And uh, we've already put everything up for that day. So it's if it's on the truck, I'm not doing it. And I'm not supposed to do it. I mean, it's it's the job for the people that stock the shelves at night. Um, and plus, I'm not even supposed to be taking stuff off of the truck at the moment. Um, I do whenever, you know, the need arises, whenever the situation calls for it. But when it's a full truck like that and, the you know, the paper towels are on there, I'm not really supposed to be touching it. So unless my manager stands there and says, hey, can you get this and this off real quick? I'll say, okay. Um, but I know that the paper towels might be on the truck. They're not anywhere else because we've been running out of paper towels like crazy. It's insane how fast we've been running out of paper towels, man. You would think that everyone's nose is, is, is I don't know, is a floodgate of some sort that's just nonstop running. Um, hey, is your fridge running? Yeah. Well, you better go catch it. <laughs> but anyways, um... So she bugs him, you know, he's like spooked and he goes, hey, you know, the paper towels. Uh, I come up to him and I go, oh, paper towels. Yeah, we've been out of those for a minute. Um, and I look at her and I say, yeah, ma'am, the paper towels are on the truck, but we're not going to get to them till tonight. Um, and that's just kind of how it is. I think if I can remember exactly how I said it, I didn't say it like that. I said, she's, he goes, this lady is looking for paper towels. And I said, yeah, so the paper towels were actually out of them. There might be some. Oh, okay, that's what I said. I said there might be some more on the truck, but that doesn't get done till nighttime. And she said, "Well, great." I'm like, "Okay, great. So you're happy. I'm moving on." And the only reason I bring her up is because I know she was, you know, being sarcastic. Oh, great! Wow, you guys are a holes. The shelves aren't stocked. It was 5 p.m. Get there in the morning, you lazy. Sorry. Um, but anyways, so she gets to the customer service desk, and I'm clocking out at this point, and I'm clocking out. And lo and behold, it's Mother Mary, the saint, who was denied entry into the inn, complaining customer service. And I wasn't really giving a crap, so, you know, I just, I, I was already clocking out, I was like, deuces, have a good day complaining, but she had those angry eyebrows, like you can put on the Mr. Potato Head, and she was sitting there complaining to the lady at customer service, and I'm thinking, you are one dumb, sad human being, what do, what is that lady at customer service who gets returns and stuff, What what is she going to do? If you were complaining about me, maybe she could write it down and say, well, this guy kind of was rude to her. But I wasn't rude to her at all, so that couldn't have been the case. Um, maybe she could have taken it as rude because she didn't hear what she wanted to hear. But either way, that wouldn't matter. You know, When you're working a store, you're kind of in the in crowd, and a customer complaining is kind of in the out crowd. So <laughs> if you know what I'm talking about, you just know what I'm talking about. Um, what is that lady at customer service going to give you a number for corporate? You're going to call corporate and say, hey, I know there's a pandemic and we're running out of a lot of stuff, but I was at Kroger at 5 o'clock p.m. and there was no paper towels. And corporate's going to get on their mighty steed <laughs> and gallop down to Kroger's, Myers, 
Walmart, fries and give you paper towels, my lady. No, it's not going to happen. Relax. You're not God in the flesh. You don't deserve paper towels. I know you think you do, but you don't even deserve to drive, really. Driving is a privilege. You guys know that? I didn't know that. Driving, for us to drive is a privilege because the roads were built by the government. So for us to be able to use our vehicles that we have paid for on those roads, it is a privilege. Now, if you own a property, you can drive around all you want in circles. But for you to drive down the street and go to uh, Aldi, it's a privilege. The government has given you that privilege, and they can take it away. So anyways, guys, don't be selfish. Take care. This is another great episode of 90s God Babbles.